Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Blood Red podcast. I'm Andy Kelly, and we're mob-handed this week. I'm joined by Neil Jones. You all right, Jonesy? Not too bad, yeah. By our own live blog guru, uh, Joe Rimmer. Hey, you all right? And uh, by uh, uh, avid Liverpool fan and one of our digital gurus, uh, Dan Kay. Hi there. Um, Well, absolutely bundles to get through, so kick straight in. Um, Looks like Liverpool have secured a Jorginho uh, Wijnaldum. Uh, we're expecting him to be announced as an Anfield player uh, in the next 24 hours. Uh, fee round sort of 20 to 25 million. Um, Jonesy, are you excited by that? I, I, well, not, I don't get excited by by much, to be perfectly honest. I, I think he's a good player. I think I, I was when Newcastle signed him last summer. I thought, oh, that's a good that's a good move from them. He just won the league with PSV Eindhoven and played well in the World Cup for Holland. Won me a lot of money in that third and fourth police playoff. I had a scorecast, and he got the the crucial third goal. We're not interested in your dirty sidelines. Well, he's in he's in my he's in my good books for the for the time being, most definitely. So, um, no, I thought he was a good player, and I think he scored on his debut for Newcastle a, a header. And he, that that's his that's his game really. He gets in the box, bit of a if you like a, a bit of a Tim Cahill type sort of uh, figure in that that sense. He's, he's better in the air than his size suggests. Liverpool need a goal scoring edge to their midfield. They've, they've obviously signed Marco Gluic, who's, who's provided a bit of that in pre season, and Wijnaldum should should help that. Um, the, the fee, you can you can pick the bones out of the fee, but I think for supporters, I think worrying about things like that is a little bit unnecessary, given given the fact that it's coming out of Liverpool's account and not theirs. I know we, we do tend to take these things personally. If you think you've got a great bargain, you've you, you feel tremendous about it, don't you? And, and the same the other way with with other fees that have gone wrong. Dan, my my thought is, where does he quite fit in? Haven't we got a lot of attacking midfielders? And I'm not sure we've got enough room to fit the current crop in there. Mm. Never mind, add another one into the mix. For all that, this one is a sort of we tend to have. We've got a bunch of sort of smallish, quick, uh, very good technical players up there, like Lana Coutinho. Um, he's a different type. Wijnaldum in terms of. You know, we can see again. He's he's a good size, isn't he? As a typical sort well, of we've seen from Klopp. Hopefully, that that's what might make him stand out from the other kind of will of the wisp, false nine, kind of you know, in between midfield and attack <coughs> players. That to be honest, we do have a glut of, <coughs> and I think we've ha- have had for some time. And it's it's it, you can never kind of build a team certainly on an attacking basis, baseball of players like that. Obviously, Klopp must have identified something that he sees as conspicuously different in this guy. Uh, it may well be that possibly he's still looking to possibly move out one or two other players in those kind of positions, because really, with the Euros having taken place the way they did, the transfer market has, as is, as is the case every other summer when there's when there is a tournament, the transfer market takes a little bit longer to kick, to kick into gear. It'd be a big um, call to move out a Coutinho, Firmino, or a Lalan at this stage. You can't see any of those going anywhere. <laughs> Obviously, there's injuries, there's all sorts of things that can happen, aren't there? Yeah, and the other thing to bear in mind, of course, is that with no European football this season, there isn't, there's probably, a, you're not going to, it's going to be harder to manage a big squad because you're not going to be able to promise them as much football time. That may well have been uh, the thinking behind letting Joe Allen go, which is something we may well come on to later on. We certainly um, will. But, yeah, we, he, he, my only kind of real um, memory of Wijnaldum so far is, is when he scored against us last, year, last season in a game. Uh, was it was it the week after we won at Man City? Um, no, it was, it was it, just before Christmas. It was um, just before Christmas, but I'm sure we came into it on a... Southampton 6-1. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. 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 And I, I think maybe we'd won at City the week before. We were on a great run, a couple of great away wins. 
we all turned up at Newcastle expecting to not be into next week and ended up getting our eye wiped. And and he he took his goal very very well. So the one advantage of signing players from particularly foreign players from Premier League clubs is that they have they have a they should be able to adapt to the league. It's not going to be such a culture shock for them. So hopefully he can hit the ground running for for us in the states. Joe, any any concerns that it looks like you always worry about? And we've we've had you know examples of this at Liverpool very recently about a player who seems to have been a backup option in the sense that it looked like uh, Klopp wanted uh, P- Peter Zielinski yeah. from Udinese. Udinese basically made that deal not not happen. Uh, they've turned their attentions elsewhere, uh, and it looks like you know for all that he's he's more money than Zielinski, he he probably wasn't the number one option. It's certainly intriguing, isn't it? He's a backup option that is far more expensive than Zelinski, um, than what they were willing to pay for Zelinski. Um He's done more does, in the game than yeah, Zelinski. Yeah, has exactly. Yeah, and, he, and he is proven in the Premier League. Does it hint that they maybe they didn't rate Zelinski quite as highly if they didn't want to pay that much for him? Um, I think he's, the thing about Wijnaldum is he's versatile, isn't he? He can play possibly in those two positions where Henderson and Milner might line up, or he can play further forward in one of those three behind the forward. Um, I think Rafa Benitez said he liked him as a number 10, um, but I don't think he'll play much there for Liverpool. Um, I see him really as a replacement for Alan. I think he's a bigger, stronger player, like similar to Alan, plays in a similar position, but scores more goals. Well, and I think that's what Liverpool need, don't they? Improvements on those types of players. Another thing as well is I think you're seeing Klopp really streamline a squad, and you're not going to be seeing such a drop off in quality when one player is out and another player is in which yeah. has been a problem for Liverpool for so many years where if two players are missing then they're probably not going to win and I felt, I'd i used the example of Tottenham last season although Tottenham fell away towards the end I, I think they they had the best balance in their squad last year in terms of if a player, other than Kane, if a player was missing they had someone to come in and it didn't really affect them, you know they had Son or Chadley or they had Eriksen and Dembele or you know players like that and it was sort of that that helped them to just sort of keep people ticking over. And you know, I think Alder Weirald got injured halfway through the season, or Patongan, sorry, and they just brought in Bimmer and he he he, he slotted in. If Liverpool can do a bit more of that next season, i.e., say one week, well, Firmino's looked a little bit jaded in the last couple of games, so we'll give him a rest, and we still got someone who might score, we still got someone who might be able to play off the front and play play wide in Vinealdum. That's what he'll add. And also, <coughs> the more players you've got who can score goals. You know, if you look really Liverpool, if you were doing a first goal scorer bet on Liverpool last season, it was either Firmino, Sturridge, or Coutinho, and the rest you'd say, I don't fancy any of them. I don't fancy Lallana to score. I don't fancy Milner to score from open play. I don't fancy Henderson. I don't fancy Chan. I don't fancy Lucas Allen. If you get more of those players in the team that you might have a bet on, it's going to help Liverpool. But this is your second bet in reference of the, of the yeah, podcast. I'm, I'm, got, I'm wondering if you're going to turn in in a hideous orange bet victor kit next week for, <laughs> for the pod. Um, I was delighted when that deal was struck. <laughs> <laughs> that was my habit. Um, have we been overplaying the whole, oh, we've got fewer games this season? Actually, if you think about it, to sort of follow on from Jonesy's point about perhaps using the squad more that, uh, and, and a better squad... Um, you still got thirty eight league games. If we do anything in the in the um, in the cups, which you'd hope, you know, they would be capable of, um, you're still probably talking, you know, what forty five to fifty games. You know, if you had two good runs, I mean, that 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 there's still opportunities for other players to come in there, isn't there, Dan? There is, and in this day and age now, players are used to the modern mentality of you're not going to play every week, whereas in the past, you're know, particularly getting people in through the door, players were. were 
wanting assurances they're gonna, that they're going to play week in week out. And it's a great way of keeping them on their toes, isn't there? That, like because you know if you well, if you aren't playing, uh, your man there sat on the bench has been desperate for a go. And I think potentially that's part of the problem that we've had certainly in certain areas, for example, goalkeeper, where players have known that there's no real competition for places and that their performances can be good, bad, or indifferent, and they're unlikely to lose the place. Now having that. Um, as long as that kind of pressure doesn't become crippling and weigh them down, I think we've seen, <coughs> it's been talked of many times in, in recent years, you know, the weight of the shirts and how so it's borne very heavily on some players. <coughs> this hopefully is the kind of thing that the club and the manager and the transfer committee or whoever are, are, try, are trying to identify players who've got the right kind of mentality to, to be able to hack, not just wearing the shirt, but to be able to come in, maybe have a month out, come in and be able to hit the ground running and deliver when they're asked to. Um, yeah, so the, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you, I think you, you're right in what, in what you're saying. At the same time, I think it, I think rotation works better in some areas than others. I think there's always been a kind of school of thought that defensively you don't want too much chopping and changing because that kind of understanding, when it terms of, when it comes in a defensive sense, playing the offside, coming for crosses. If you keep her in back forward, play the whole season, then you've prob- in all yeah, likelihood you've had a great season. Yeah, haven't yeah. You? It's, so, it's, it's uh, hard to be in that position though. Well, listen, we'll part uh, when Aldam there because I'm sure we're going to talk about him loads in the next few weeks. Ask him, uh, you know, assuming that the final uh, I has started and T's crossed on that deal. Joe, you mentioned uh, Joe Allen, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, there. Um, last night, uh, Liverpool accepted a £13 million bid from Stoke City uh, for uh, Joe. Um, we know Swansea were after him as well with an £8 million bid that was rejected. Um, what do we think on the third team? It's been interesting that how many supporters and you know probably a few months ago I think a lot of people would have been in there oh bite their hands off. But whether it's the Euros or whether it's decent performances towards the end of the season, um, you know a lot of fans are saying thirteen million. That's not enough. Joe Allen's closer to a twenty million pound player, especially when we've seen some of the other deals that have gone through. Yeah, I think when you see some of the fees going around twenty five million for a guy who got relegated, um, you can understand, but. Thirty million, you know. Considering we were talking about a player who maybe one summer ago you'd have been talking about five to eight million pounds was would have would have been a good deal for him. Thirty million seems a tremendous fee, and, and Liverpool this season seems to be getting tremendous fees all round. You know, fifteen million for Ibe seems really good to me. Um, so I think they'd be quite happy with thirteen million. Um, you know, look, I like Joe Allen as much as the next guy, but I think I think a move's right for him. I think it's right for Liverpool. They are getting a similar player in. Perhaps he'll be an improvement on Joe Allen. So it's a good deal. He's been a good servant. He's had a really good season, and I think it's nice for him to be able to go out on a high. Um, and I don't think that many people are going to be persuaded to spend twenty million pounds just because of the, on the back of a European Championships. So I think they'll look at his Liverpool career in a whole and suspect that you know he's he's not going to stick around much longer. He's only got a year left on his contract as well. But Klopp himself said. Uh, Yesterday after the game, Jones, he's a very good player, Joe Allen. But uh, I think you would in in that conversation, and he said he didn't need the Euros to to tell him that. But uh, he he was coy about whether he'd let he'd let him go. But the fact that obviously Liverpool have accepted the bid tells you all you need to know. If Jurgen Klopp didn't want him to go, they wouldn't be uh, saying, "Yeah, thirteen million is acceptable to us." Yeah, and uh, not just that, the fact that whenever there was a big game last season, Joe Allen wasn't in the starting lineup and. That's been. Is it seventeen much, starts? I, I think so. The, last even, podcast, the majority yeah. of them were were very much in the sort of 
the league team went towards the end of the season when he was using the squad. That's been the case for Joel. He, he just hasn't been able to to nail down a place. And when he's looked like he could, he got injured. And that I think that's played a part in Liverpool's decision as well in the fact that if if they've got a player who misses 25-30% of the season because of various strains and niggles, I, I think you can't really afford to have him there. And you, that, that's what the, my point on the, the Wijnaldum fee is that really Liverpool are paying for Wijnaldum with Alan, Sergi Canos, um, Jerome Sinclair, Jordan Rossiter, Jao Teixeira, you know, they, these players who are nowhere near the team other than Alan really, you know, it, Jordan I wasn't even on the bench for the, the final and Liverpool got £15 million pound for him. It's a lot of money. So the, the worries about fees are offset in that sense by the fact that Liverpool, as Joe said, are picking up some pretty good ones for the players that they're, they're getting rid of. And I think there'll be a few more to come as well. Down, as well. Yeah. Now, one thing I'm not worried about is the fact that, oh, a player's had a very good Euro 2016 and that, that means he's, he's oh, we should be playing him in the Liverpool midfield because, yeah. they, I mean, it's virtually irrelevant, isn't it, in terms of the way international football is played and the sort of performances you'd need in the Premier League? Well, we've seen it work the other way before as well when we've bought players on the back of a great World Cup or Euros. We all remember youth, Phil Babby even going back further. There's been, there's been numerous examples. There's very little. I, know, I mean, they're the same sport, but there's massive differences in terms of yeah. tempo... Uh, and the sort of challenges you'd be expecting to make, and, and loads of stuff, isn't it? I, I always felt about Joe. Jo, I, I like Joe Allen in principle, but in the actual reality and practicality, it kind of very rarely translated to what you saw on the pitch. I mean, I think the other thing worth mentioning in terms of the fee, I think I'm right in saying he was, he was about to start the last year of his contract. Yeah, that's yeah. So a very 13 good point. Mi- 13 million for a player who, was, who could go for nothing in a year, again, is good business. Yeah. And like Jones, he said, you know, he's been at the club, what, four full seasons? Three full seasons? 2012, he joined. Yeah. yeah. And it, he's never really in that time properly managed to, to kind of stamp his authority or stamp down a regular first-team place. I remember the, you know, a couple of years ago, the season we nearly won the league, I was very impressed with his cameos in the second half of that season when he'd be able to come in for a game here and there and really contribute. And then and then dip back out again for a couple of games and dip straight back in again with no kind of discernible difference between it. And it's obviously it's easy to be wise with hindsight. I was surprised that neither him or Lucas got onto the field in uh, Basel in the final, particularly in that second half when it seemed like we just needed someone to get their foot on the ball. Yeah, Alan came on. Did, did he come on? He came on, didn't he? In the, in the final. All right, well, ignore that. There's, there's certainly a picture of him, Klopp, sort of yeah, consoling yeah, yeah. him on the pitch. I think he came on just after the, yeah. after the third goal. Yeah. Or, or by well, by which yeah. case that he had the stable door. He switched off by then, Don, or yeah, yeah, turned yeah. away, or yeah. couldn't yeah. look anymore. Got on the bar, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there'll be any. You know, I, th- I think people will will wish him well, and I'm sure when he does come back to Anfield, he'll, he'll get a good reception because he was. I think for some people, maybe he was a bit. He was closely associated with Brendan Rodgers, and maybe kind of suffered in some people's opinions because of that. But he, to me, it kind of he always he, he felt like he a Liverpool player that he wanted to get his foot on the ball and pass it. But like Joji said, the, the few times when he did manage to kind of seem to be getting a bit of momentum going, he would pick up a niggly injury, and, and he just never kind of really seems to kick on from that. But um, good luck to the lad. It's nice, it's nice that he had that six months under Klopp where he didn't just go as out with Brendan. He had a go and people saw that, you know, it's not just, you know, there's not just one person in the world who thinks Joe Allen's a good player mm. and yeah. Brendan Rodgers, other people did and he, he proved it in a few games last season. Yeah. He's revitalised his career, yeah. haven't yeah. been yet, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, while we're talking about sort of ins and outs, we'll might as well finish uh, that bit on a couple of others. We signed... Uh, an Estonian centre-back 
uh, Ragnar Clavin. Uh, oh, I wish you wouldn't look uh, at me now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's. Uh, I mean, one thing we can say is that uh, when Liverpool played Augsburg, where he's come from yeah. this season, they were two tough games, and uh, you know, in across two games, we just you know we we got one penalty uh, to separate the sides, and they looked. They were. They were. It's the word that everyone's been using about this fella, but as a team, they looked. You know. Unspectacular but solid, yeah, and yeah, he was true. part of a. And and there's, there's when you sometimes have concerns about your defence, there's nothing you want more than yeah, he's pretty solid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he, he looks like he'd uh, he's a man I wouldn't mind having alongside me. And uh, you know, <laughs> if if you've you know needed to go to war at any stage, he looks like he'd be well up for it. Yeah, it's, it's former link with, isn't it? It's one Jerome Sinclair, and if he's not good next season. It, They'll, they'll sell him on probably back to the Bundesliga for half the price. Um, I, I think yeah. I, I have a feeling he's going to be. You know, you're a bit like this as well, Dan, aren't you? Like we we think that I've got a, these are the sort of deals we're we're quite <coughs> enjoying these little ones. I'm quietly confident, and hopeful that this fella could go on and become a cult hero. I've got not really the Sammy Hippier type of Well, I mean, I've already mentioned made mention on that Twitter today, and someone said, "Oh, when he's well older and blah blah," and Hippier had already done this, but. Going back to what we were talking about before, we've we've spent a lot of money in, well, you can look back to 27 years and it's still not brought us a big title, but throwing money at supposedly the finished article, players who have been there, proven and done it, and it's, and it's, and it's not worked out. Now, I mean, I, I saw this stat earlier on. Now, it's not been 100% corroborated, but, but looking at it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty close to the mark. From a, to give credit where it's due from a site called Anfield Observer, they basically said if the £20 million Wijnaldum deal goes through, which it looks like it's going to, the Reds have spent £230 million pounds since 2011 on players from Newcastle, Sunderland, Southampton and Villa. Now, you know, not, all, not every penny of that has been absolutely wasted, but that is a significant amount of money on players who've come from proven Premier League teams, proven Premier League players, and I think it's fair to say the majority of them haven't worked out. I think you know, modern football being what it is, I the the deals that do work out, the likes of Sammy Hippier to us for two point six million, Tim Cahill to Everton for one and a half million, they're the kind of ones that I think football supporters, when they see money getting wasted left, right, and centre, when deals like that do work out, they're the they're the ones that make fans feel that that's why, that's why right Steve Walsh is, is in demand from Leicester yeah, City. Absolutely, he's, yeah. Not because he's he's spotted, you know. Someone playing at the World Cup or, mm. or the Euro yeah. 2016, he's gone. Yeah. There's a guy there playing for Leeds, and there's one playing at, at the Fleetwood, and you know, um, Mares was was in, you know in. I can't remember. He was at the half, was wasn't he? Can't Didn't we have a time with the half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best <laughs> scouts will scrape beneath yeah. the surface. It's not just the players we've seen playing in the World yeah. Cup who've scored. We do seem to sign a lot of players who've scored against us in the last couple but, of years. But there's no, yeah, true. <laughs> but there's no better scouting than having seen loads of this fella. And in contrast to say Gruwich, who we know Klopp yeah. has seen bundles of this lad when he was managing in the Bundesliga, and he obviously. Um, you know, thinks he can do a job, and remember the job he's been bought for here yeah. is probably what fourth choice centre back, probably. And you know, and if if he were to get his opportunity and then just take it, then you know that's just getting it, putting everybody else on their toes yeah. and getting and everyone. And the worst case scenario is that he's not that you know he's not great, and so he doesn't play much. And then in a year's time, Joe Gomez is is ready to to yeah. move up, yeah. or yeah. or Liverpool have found you know. 
Matip and, and Lovren or Matip and Sacco or you know whoever have, have nailed down a partnership and you know you, you can say thanks a lot Ragnar it was a good effort but off you go yeah. and you move on from there so yeah there seems a very um, very little possible downside to this unless he's unless there's an injury crisis which there sort yeah. of is for the first half of the season and then, and then, and then, <laughs> but then we're still 35 million off on <laughs> yeah. the deal anyway and Klopp, and Klopp say you know, he's, already, he's really pleased to have got him because he's got a lot of the attributes that he wants yeah. in a defender and you'd imagine as well he's someone that's going to come in not with any great expectations he's not going to be beating a down beating a pat at Klopp's door if he hasn't played 10 games by the middle of September it's interesting he could end up with like three of the back five if Carrius gets the the keeper Matip, and if he uh, if if he does get his chance, Clavin, mm. you're gonna have like a sort of three out of five Bundesliga there, you know, and uh, it's sort of I think it's interesting that in that bit of the team where you you, you most want reliability more than anything else, that and Klopp cohesion has, and communication, yeah, yeah. Klopp has gone for sort of what he mm. knows best and gone mm. to you know gone back to Germany, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how many chances he gets this yeah. season? He's got a bit of a uh, Brede Hangeland look about him, hasn't he? You know, the old Fulham defender, big, tall, rangy, hopefully good in the air, and you know, just a steady hand. And that's what you want, really, at times, don't you? When you've got injuries and crises at the back. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the back, uh, John Flanagan, um, not on the plane to the USA, Jonesy. Um, after a fair bit of thinking, we think Klopp has decided that he's happy. For him and thinks it'd be better for him to go on uh, loan with uh, Bur- uh, you know, an opportunity to go to Burnley on the table. Um, I, w- I want to know if, if if Nathaniel Klein gets injured in the first week of the season, who's our who's our next choice right back? Is what I want to know. Well, Conor Randall or, or, or Andre Wisdom? Conor Randall. I, 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 I See, I forget about Andre Wisdom because yeah. even in the games, everyone has forgot about Andre Wisdom. <laughs> yeah. He's been alone forever. Since. Yeah. yeah. I wrote last night. It's a little bit sad. I mean, I, you know, I I got a fair bit of stick this week for sticking up for John Flanagan from a few Liverpool fans because I I still think that he he's judged by too harsh standards in my opinion. Considering this is someone who's who's had to deal with the the very real prospect that he might never play again, for, you know, and 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 then to come back and. You know, people were mocking him straight away when he, you know, he wasn't maybe a full, full tilt and saying, you know, oh God, you know, what's he doing in the team? He's this, he's that. You know, you try not playing football for two years and then coming back and playing in the Premier League, it's not, it's not, not easy. You know, I, I don't know that, but yeah. I, I do. You know, yeah. in, terms of, yeah. in terms of that sense, um, yeah, I think he can't lose in this deal, Flanagan. If he, if he mm. was to say, I'm not going to Burnley, I'm going to stick it out, he'll get a chance at some point next season. In, in the, the team, either right back or left back, because that's the beauty of of him. He's, he's versatile. Exactly. Would, if you were him, wouldn't you think I'm probably second choice right back and second choice left back? Yeah. And yeah. the way things are, you know, we know the injury you mind up in the Premier League. You'd have to think he would get a chance at some yeah. stage, unless there's a scenario where we think either of those two players we just mentioned in Klopp's mind have moved ahead of him, yeah. or Brad Smith has potentially moved ahead of him at left back, or potentially. A new arrival like a Chilwell, if that any of those deals actually happen. And the, the, the other thing is, is that Burnley, he'll be first choice. He'll play pretty much every game. Sean Dyche is a manager who's four four two, very very organised teams, and very. I think Flanagan would be an ideal player for Burnley. You know, just a tough tackling right back who sits behind the play and lets lets everyone else go forward. 
that must be a law for a player who hasn't played a lot of football for two years to, to go up the road, doesn't have to move yeah. out, just, yeah. just, yeah. just walk up there. Dice, by all accounts, is a really good man manager, you know, players love him. So, you can't, in my opinion, you can't lose in this deal. And I think I wrote the sign off line last night was Liverpool fans should wish him nothing but the best, whatever he decides, and not be, you know, the unsavoury sites on Twitter of, you know, yes, finally we've got rid of this, this guy, or, well, you know, that kind I of thing. I can't imagine he'd be saying that, though, because, I mean, it's. With, well, because, they are. Well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they will be. They'll, 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 yeah. Twitter's a big, massive yeah. place, but I think, certainly for a lot of people, the, the fact that there's so few scousers in the team. Yeah. Alexander Arnold's one, by the way, who, who we didn't really mention it, but he played right back second half last night. Yeah. He played right back last preseason. He's 17. He's, yeah. It's a very early, but he's a scouser, and I'd, I'd really like what I've seen of him. I oh, think he's, he's got he's got a, a little a little glint of, hmm. uh, of real promise. The thing I, I would say about Flano's way, it's not just the case of, oh, well, he was born in Liverpool, get him in the team, you know, because you know, life doesn't work like that, like that. Football doesn't work like that. Flanagan's proved himself to be a good player for Liverpool when he, from that first time he came into the team against Man City when Carroll got his first couple of goals in 2011, I think it was, five years ago. To me, he played a very big role in that push for the title in 2014. He played pretty much every game the second half of that season. was a real presence, particularly the game at Old Trafford, crushing into tackles left, right and centre. Then obviously he's had this injury nightmare. But even though it was obviously very stop-start for him last season, I think Klopp admitted he came back into the team, was it just before, just after Christmas? Exeter in the cup, it wasn't. And he wasn't named in the European squad. And I think Klopp admitted you know, earlier on in the spring that that was a mistake. But that we all remember the game against Man City a couple of days after the cup final at Wembley when he crushed into that tackle early on in, on Raheem Sterling. And there's that great little clip that ended up doing a vinyl around the internet of Henderson right next to him, yeah. punching the air in delight. And I hope, you know, there's a part of me that would like to see Flano stay because, as you've said, there's every chance that he will get his crack next year. On the other hand, if he does go to Burnley, have a good year, have a good year, plays regular football, potentially hope he could he could be in a position to come back to us in a year's time and really put his put a marker down on one of those fullback slots. And I would be del- you know, I would be delighted to see that because to me to my mind we always need some kind of scouts heartbeat. I think, the team. I think too many modern football fans want every fullback to be Jordi Alba, don't they? They, they want They'll forgive defensive li- you know, liabilities if, if they go forward and attack and look good in the final third. And I think you know, perhaps Liverpool could do with a player like Flanagan just to steady the ship at times yeah. when they need Flans, a, a decent... Like yeah, Cla- Cla- Defenders who defend. Also, Defenders I, think, who defend. I think pre-season friendlies are no good to Flano. Yeah. A, I don't think that... that yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I think one of his massive attributes is his poise and the fact that he can play... Under pressure, and and he mm-hmm. he's he's able to often pass his way out of trouble, and he, he's just he's someone who sort of on the biggest of stages he'll still play exactly the same way. But I think some players can look good in pre-season games because there's no pressure on yeah. and everything else. And he's the reverse. And Flano's the reverse. Yeah. He sort of looks worse to me in pre-season because <laughs> he there's no sort of you're not really wanting to put in. Sort of really, you know, there's been a few flying around actually in a couple of Liverpool games, yeah. but you don't. It's that intensity of challenge. That's where he he comes out and the competitiveness. And of course, pre-season friendlies just aren't where that sort of shines through. So, um, I, 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 you know, I'd, I'd be in, the problem with these loan deals is of course you can't get them back till January. Yeah. And if we did have a problem, I, I just fear we'll be going. Look at there, there's our there's our fullback. We could be doing with them. Yeah. My my big worry for Flano is I know you say it's win-win, but I feel like I thought that about Wisdom. I thought Wisdom would go out, play every game, thought he'd get a bit of Premier League yeah. experience. 
it never happened. His career sort of stalled, and now he's what twenty three? Is he twenty three now? And it's not really happening for him. And you, you, you don't really feel like he's got a future at Liverpool. But I think that's why Burnley's been picked because I think if you look around the Premier League, you'd say. Can't see Sean Dyche getting sacked next season, no, Burnley, even if they're bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah. They're a pretty stable yeah, club, aren't they? Yeah, I think he's their manager, and he's going to be their manager unless he's lured away by a bigger club. You know, he's, they're not going to just go, ah, this guy who's got to promote it twice, twice. You know, now we lost away at you know West Brom, so he's got to go. I think that there's a bit of stability in that. Unlike mm. you know sending them to Newcastle or sending them to other clubs where you might just see you know three different managers in the space of six months. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll leave Flano there. Uh, good luck to him, whatever he decides to do. Uh, and from Burnley, we'll go to Huddersfield, and, uh, the fourth of Liverpool's pre-season friendlies, uh, and another uh, win, four out of four now, two nil. Jonesy, you were up there uh, last night. Um, it was it was a game where it sort of all changed. Obviously, when Liverpool went down to ten men for a bit, and then obviously this now famous. Um, appearance by Shamal uh, George, the academy goalie, coming on with uh, a shirt with no number to play <laughs> centre forward and, and uh, almost getting himself on the score sheet, uh, barring a, a really annoying linesman uh, flagging him. Um, really annoying. Alberto Moreno just wanting, wanting, wanting to take to a goal and <laughs> taking a very very composed penalty. Yeah, it was it was it, everything changed with the you know when Lucas went off and obviously that's what you don't want as Klopp said in in preseason as injuries but another another good workout and another uh, chance to say even more about uh, Marco Gruich. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first half was was all that's worth talking about really because the second half I don't think anything happened on the pitch other Up than the drill. You know, above, <laughs> above it and on the sideline was where the action was. Um, but yeah, the first half. I thought Liverpool were, were okay. I was quite impressed by the front three. Um, Coutinho, especially, even though he missed the penalty, I thought he was he was like five or six levels above everyone else on the pitch. Really, every the quality went up a notch every time he had the ball. Mane's pace was was causing problems for me. No, looked quite lively and was linking, connecting with them. And then with Gruwich, and as I sort of mentioned with Wijnaldum, the more players you got, you can score goals in the team, the better. And he's you know. He's ticked two boxes already. He's got in. He's got in there. Right foot, left foot, one touch finish, and you know. It wasn't me. an easy finish. No, 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 really that really nice. I mean, I don't. Really I'm loath to say it because he's played two pre-season games against Fleetwood and Huddersfield, but it was, there's a bit of Frank Lampard about the, the way he took both goals in that. Yeah, you know, see you see midfielders who get in and they want to. They want to hit it around the top corner. You know that that's what they want to do. Henderson's a bit like that. You know, he wants to. He wants to set it and bend it and put it right in. It's all curly Frank, instead. Obviously Frank Lampard used to do, he used to take a touch and, and, and smash it on target, get, on target, get deflections or get, yeah, go through yeah. the keeper's legs or whatever and that, that Gruitch done that at Fleetwood, got a lucky lucky nick and then last night was a, was a fine finish and I like I liked the way he gets into them final third areas, I think he's got a bit to add in terms of his all round game and being in the right place defensively and, and getting on the ball a bit more and dictating a bit but if you've got someone in the team who can score a goal and he's 20 years old and he's played 90 minutes in England, I think that's a, that's a real asset and mm. hopefully hopefully we'll see a lot more of that. Well, I know James Pearce had a good chat with uh, Grooch after the game and you'll see that on the Echo website in the next 24 hours when uh, James finally lands in America. If his fl- I think we <laughs> think his flight has actually hours. taken <laughs> off. Um, uh, Joe, I know you liked uh, Mane last night. Yeah, I thought he was very impressive. Really strong, powerful, quick. He seemed sharp, a step ahead at times. Thought he was very unlucky not to have a goal. I thought there wasn't really much in that. 
um, in, in terms of a foul. Um, yeah, I think he, he gave Liverpool some real dynamism from the right-hand side. And I, I, th- I think it really bodes well for the season to come. I don't think they've had that. You know, I think they've got diminutive players in Coutinho and Lallana, but they haven't really got pace and, and some, a real cutting edge. And I think he could give them that. And he, he was cutting in well as well off the right and getting into goal-scoring positions. So um, he's not just a winger who goes wide. Oh, yeah. yeah I think we've seen a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, these, yeah. these four games have just shown that. Uh, Dan, and there was also a shocking moment last night when uh, Loris Karius had to make a save, and it was a pretty decent one as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm sure from his point of view, he'll have been happy just to have a nice, steady game with the odd save after kind of like his near-calamitous moment at Wigan at the weekend. Um, I mean, it's like you say, with, with, with pre-season games, there's very little intensity at the moment. We're not even, we're not even really halfway through pre-season, are we? There's still a good two and a half weeks to go till the, till the season starts. <clears throat> but yeah, he's, he's seeming... To, uh, I, mean, I think Minile hasn't... Minile's going to meet them in America, isn't yeah. he? So it'll be interesting to see how the manager plays his... You know, who, who he plays over the next couple of games. Uh, Karius obviously has had, has had a go. Minile ostensibly is still the number one but he's obviously been a matter of huge debate pretty much ever since he first arrived at Liverpool um, so it'll be I think I think really that, that number one shirt is kind of or whatever shirt they call it nowadays is still kind of really up for grabs and it won't necessarily be down to I think what happens in the pre-season games it'll be what Klopp sees in training and kind of like the feel he gets for them so it, but it'll be a big big decision he's got to make ahead of the Arsenal game on the 18th or whatever it is absolutely just keep Coutinho off penalties <laughs> yeah, well, funnily enough, all them? keep them all the penalties. I know it's Wayne Adams taking a few penalties in his yeah. time. Um, well, I, I put I listed. I mean, I think we go through the list of the, the current squad. Sturridge has missed one. Coutinho's missed three. Lallana's missed two. Chan's missed one. Uh, Lovren's missed one. Obviously, Bishop's <laughs> So that's a lot of lot of your team have missed penalty. You've got your goals. Liverpool just get one. You know, yeah, last week, yeah. you know. Yeah. So have they decided the uh, the, the well, let's just I give mean, it to the short Spanish lad and let I'm, him well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm digging him out, Moreno, and uh, you know. But if it's getting to the point where Alberto Moreno is your sort of your cool head to take a penalty, <laughs> <laughs> you sort of you sort of starting to think, hang on, you, you know, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Here? Well, we've been Absolutely. spoiled with Gerard for so many years. Lucas has yeah. missed one. That's another one. You know, yeah. in, the, in the cup final. Mamadou Saka hasn't missed one, has he? Took, no. took two good ones. Carlo left. Carlo, hundred percent record as well. Yeah. We have as a club a fine tradition of fullbacks taking penalties, but I think I think there's a great difference between the the Phil Neal composure and. Perhaps Alberto Moreno, but he tucked it away nicely. To be fair to him, so we shouldn't. Uh, no, no, absolutely. Uh, well, he never think he did. He had the ball on the spot before anyone yeah. could uh, get <laughs> as well. Nothing will make up for that haircut. Fair play. Fair play. No, no, no. Take but, a penalty in front of a hostile crowd. Brilliant. And then after the game, obviously Liverpool headed back to Melwood, and then off to John Lennon Airport within a few hours to take a three a.m. flight to California. Uh, which uh, we hope James Pearce will catch up with at some point. Um, some there's going to be a massive step up in level, isn't there, when we get to America? And, and I mean, I'm slightly worried that we're a little undercooked. I don't know. I haven't paid much attention, if I'm honest, to who Chelsea and uh, have been playing in pre-season. But uh, I mean, I mean, the, the thing- I'm most looking forward to Conte versus Klopp on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, that's well, going to be an absolute little theatre on its own, isn't it? You can't it? see Chelsea being too overcooked because Conte's only been there a week and a half, hasn't he? Because obviously he was still involved with Italy in the Euros until pretty close to the end. Now, whether some of their players came back early and whether he had some staff in there doing stuff, I don't know. 
But um, I suppose maybe it helps the fact that we're playing them first. Um, and there's, it, it's Milan after that, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, it also helps that they don't matter, these fixes. Well, yeah. No, it's <laughs> true. Liverpool get beat 15-0. The terrible moment when they know, it, 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 still won, it still won't affect really their Premier League, perhaps. Likewise, if they win 5-0. Chelsea, Chelsea got beat by Rapid Vienna in Conte's first game, 2-0. And I think there was some headlines saying Conte suffered a, a, a disappointing start. And it was really just a... No, well, to be fair, we need to call our clock because I remember it was one of his last uh, uh, sort of chats with us last season where, where he was talking about the season ahead and uh, triple training and everything else. And he said, I'll be doing something wrong if we're winning games in pre season. <laughs> and uh, I felt like I said, four for four, like no goals. alarm bells yeah. are ringing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, listen, we'll have, uh, by the time we all uh, meet again, uh, we should hopefully have had uh, a first game of the US tour um, and uh, some. Uh, Good reporting, hopefully, if he's on form from the boy James Pierce over there. So um, hopefully he hasn't uh, decided that this is uh, basically a giant holiday. But uh, uh, we'll update you on that next week. Thanks for listening to your Blood Red podcast. Don't forget, we're now available on iTunes, completely free. So I'll let everyone know we're on there. Um, Thanks for listening and uh, speak to you next week.